You're listening to Scaling Up Services, where we speak with entrepreneurs, authors, business experts, and thought leaders to give you the knowledge and insights you need to scale your service-based business faster and easier. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeld. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash Thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash Thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Scaling Up Services. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Joe Apfelbaum. He is an expert in LinkedIn. He's an expert in marketing. I've known Joan for quite some while through EO here in the New York area. Always fascinated by the work that he's doing, fascinated about what he's learned and how to market, how to scale, how to really help companies build consistent pipelines and sources of revenue, sources of leads. And I'm excited to chat with Joe about what he's doing these days and what he's learning. I know there's a lot of kind of moving parts in the, uh, in the world of marketing and being able to get your presence and get your message out there. So I'm excited, excited for this conversation. With that, Joe, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. So let's do a little bit of background first before we sort of jump into our topics. Give the listeners here a sense of your background. How did you get into marketing? How did you get into the work that you're doing? Give us a little of the history. There's a famous saying, if you build it, they will come. But I built it. I used to build many websites for people and nobody came. So I had to figure out (laughs) how do you market the website? What can you do to be able to actually get people to come to a website? And that kind of got me into the world of search engine optimization and in general marketing. Mm -hmm. What I find is that, especially service-based businesses, people are looking for information and you need to be the one that's giving them that information so that they trust you because you want to be an authority in your industry. You want to be the person who is providing them with information because that's the people business. The people business is often you being knowledgeable, strategists, even executors have to be experts. You're the expert. And so you have to be known as the expert. And often people are searching on Google, people are looking on social media, and they're looking for that expert whether it's the expert in washing machines or whether Mm -hmm. it is the expert in running systems and processes for businesses or IT or or recruiting or whatever your service is, if you're a service-based business, you have to be the expert. And that's what I recognize and saw, especially for myself, because we have a service-based business, Ajax Union, we have to be that person, be that authority. But it's very difficult for small business owners to do that, especially if you have stuff with your mindset around public Mm. speaking, around sharing yourself. So I went through a journey myself of hiding behind the company, which was more appropriate over a decade ago to do. But these days with the world of social media infiltrating so much into our lives, and it's kind of like, it's just what it is. Everyone's just putting themselves out there in ways that we've never experienced before. You have to just be comfortable with being yourself. And that's the way that people recognize you, especially during a pandemic. You know, like people are just not going to things like they used to go. Yeah, yeah. So you got to put yourself out there. And so I yeah. had to go through that myself and realize that it, my I had, a, I had a lot of self-limiting beliefs around just putting myself out there and judgment. And I didn't like the way I sounded. I didn't like the way I, you know, like I would never go into a 
podcast or anything like that. Like when I started my business, no way. Like there's no way that I would be able to do that. And now after realizing that a lot of it has to do with fear and ego and all this stuff, I, I basically transform myself into a person who's constantly sharing and a constant pipeline of leads coming my way. And a lot of it these days has to do with LinkedIn because Microsoft, a couple of years ago, Microsoft paid $26.2 billion for LinkedIn. Yeah. And I started leveraging my offline relationships online by using social media. So I've done a lot of offline relationship building after I discovered that referrals are the best way to grow a service-based business, like yep. quality referrals, especially if your customers are a couple of thousand to tens of thousands of dollars a year or more. You need trusted sources of referrals and you know, offline networking was great for me. Everything from being part of Vistage, entrepreneurs organization, building relationships with people. I got my biggest client from having breakfast with somebody in EO. Yeah. Ended up introducing me to a $400 million company that spent millions of dollars with our agency. And so that really transformed my life. And then I asked myself, okay, how do I, how do, I do this online? How do I do the same thing that I did offline, building relationships, staying top of mind, um, giving people information? And I realized Facebook and Instagram, it's nice to stay top of mind there, but it's more family and friends and fun. Yeah. Um, LinkedIn is the only professional social network that exists. And they went from like a resume platform where you only connect to people that you know really well to now it's a networking platform, a content marketing platform where you have articles and posts and videos and now they have live and now they introduce stories recently. So, Mm -hmm. so many ways for you to be able to stay top of mind on LinkedIn. And so we not only do this for our clients, we also created a really great course that teaches people how to do that. So I went from being the person who builds websites, totally afraid of putting (laughs) out there, to becoming a master at marketing, to really understanding my own purpose, my own values, my own strengths, getting past a lot of my self-limiting beliefs that were stopping me from expressing myself publicly. And now I'm able to make a difference for other people. And, you know, now we're going into teaching people how to do this themselves. Yeah, no, great stuff. Um, so a couple of things, well, a bunch of things I want to unpack there, but um, a couple of things I've started because you talk about the mindset and I find that really interesting because I, I mean, mindset ends up playing so many roles in, in what we do or don't do in life. But I think in terms of this one, there's there's kind of three angles that I'd love to explore on this. One is... I think there's sort of this element that, uh, and I think you kind of alluded to it, was, you know, just kind of get over it. You know, it's like, you know, just realize that this is what's happening today. And so putting yourself out there is it's okay. I think there's an other, another element, which is almost kind of discovering your online personality or kind of figuring out like what part of you or how do you want to take who you are and, and what parts do you want to put into that social media? And then kind of this like a sort of more strategic, like how do you show up as a thought leader? I'd love to kind of talk about those three things. Yeah. Well, when I started off realizing that, hang on a second, I need a personal brand, I started trying to create one. So yeah. I spoke to lots of people who are branding companies. Hey, can you help me create a personal brand? And they're, yeah, 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 sure we could. And we tossed around ideas and nothing really resonated with me. What I discovered through my journey is that, and working with many coaches and kind of doing this myself and helping other people, is that your personal brand already Already exists. It's a, it's like what you said. It's more of discovering who you really are, what your values are, what your strengths are, what your why is, what makes you feel successful, what change you want to create in the world, and 
really being able to express that intelligently and succinctly by working through all the different the, the, the roadblocks that we have that stop us from being able to to express ourselves and a lot of it has to do with lack of preparation lack of mm-hmm. strategy lack of awareness you know a lot of us don't even know what our strengths are we so focus on our weaknesses that we forget to really explore what our actual strengths yeah and when we start figuring out okay you know like i never even had the conversation of like okay what are my values like why are values even important like when i started my business i was like my values let's make money <laughs> exactly <laughs> cash in the bank <laughs> exactly so but now i realize that values play such a big role because you know i didn't believe this in the past but now i truly truly believe this you really make your own success and if you really make your own success and you can attract wealth and everything else into your life and you can have a say into who your clients are and have a say into how you live your life and have a say into like what your thoughts are and what your beliefs are and all this other stuff, what your habits are, then why not discover the values of what you actually value? Why not put language around that? Why not live more intentionally? Why not like live a life that inspires you to jump out of bed, not just get up out of bed, but really jump out of bed and say, this is something that I crafted. Yeah. And if, and you know, a lot of people fear, oh, if I craft it and I don't like it, I'm going to be miserable. No, you'll craft something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Change it. Yeah. I guess how much did you find it was a bit of a journey or a exploration process versus more of a kind of, you know, go on a long hike, sit on a mountain, ponder it, and then come down with the answer. And we, what was your experience? My experience was working with a coach for many years to just talk through who I am, who I'd like to be, what are the parts of me that I appreciate, what are the parts of me that I don't, what happened in my childhood, what are my wounds, who inspires me, and kind of really just... It's it. You don't just go to a mountain and figure this out. This is not something that you kind of like have a, a um, an instant epiphany. It's something that just happens over time, and it kind of develops. It's kind of like Michelangelo. They asked him, "How'd you how'd you carve out David or whatever?" Yeah, yeah. He said, well, "I just looked at the stone, then I just carved out everything that wasn't David." Yeah. That's like the the idea of your own personal brand. You have so much ego, like every human being does. So many roles, so many responsibilities, so many judgments, self judgments, and the judgments of other people. So many opinions. So much. So much stuff. So much baggage that we just put on our personality and on ourselves that we forget that we're just a ball of awareness. We forget who we really are. We forget that we can be anything and we limit ourselves with all this stuff. And so just unpacking that and allowing yourself to kind of be a little more free and a little more open and a little less judgmental and just kind of experience like, okay, so what brings me joy? Even asking yourself the question of what brings me joy? When can I truly be enthusiastic? When yeah. can I truly be energetic? Like all this stuff. Like So if you start exploring that, like what excites you? What are your passions? What are your values? What are your agreements? Where do you need boundaries? Like all this stuff, the self-work will help you be able to kind of be more confident, have more trust in your own gut and where you're headed and what you're doing. And when you and when you lead with that, then you can truly lead. Most people are afraid to share their opinion is because they're not even sure if they really believe that opinion. They're not even sure if they even know who they are. They're not even sure if they even want to be doing what they're doing. But when you know for certain that this is the only thing that you need to be doing right now with every fiber of your being and when you put that all behind you, now you're like a laser. Now you're yeah. like a ray of sun. Now you can like heat up everybody around you with enthusiasm and with passion. And when you do that online the right way, when you do that either through LinkedIn or through other social platforms, and you do it the right way, 
people start getting attracted to you. Now, of course, the haters are going to come out too. Yep. And that's normal. You know, you're going to have a percentage of people that are going to be like, well, I really don't like this person. But what you're going to end up finding is the people that liked you before will actually love you. They'll be like, this yeah, is what I was waiting for. Where have you been all my life? Yeah. It's interesting. I had a coach tell me once as, in my own kind of process of, of developing this that you know you're doing it right when you start to get the haters. Right, like it's an indicator that you have clarified what you stand for, and you're messaging that out to the world. And those people that disagree with you will let you know. But but the nice thing is, then the, those people that do agree with you will be that much more attracted to you. So it's almost kind of a, a consequence of success in this case that you are going to have you know some people that might you know disagree with you, and they might say some things you know, and that's okay. That's actually it's it's, it's a good sign. Yeah, and and I heard a famous saying from Dan Kennedy is that if you didn't piss anybody off by twelve p.m., you're not marketing hard enough. <laughs> you're gonna upset some people if you just put yourself out there, just in general. But you're yeah. not gonna put yourself out there if you're afraid that you are not who you say you are, if you are not living to your values. I mean, we all have a system inside us that dictates whether or not we're going to do something. And we're going to feel a tremendous amount of shame and guilt if we do things that are against our values. And when we have agreements and values that conflict with each other, or we have needs and values that conflict with each other, we end up having a tremendous amount of frustration in our life, and we end up having stagnation, and we're not moving forward, and we're yeah. not reaching out to people, and we're not making a difference, and we're not connecting. So if you want to be more on purpose, if you want to have more freedom, more power, if you want to be able to express yourself more, take the plunge and, and hire a coach, work with somebody to learn to discover yourself. Yeah. And what it, when you found your values, what does that look like? I mean, how, how, how do you know that you, you've articulated them, that, they're, that you're using them effectively to kind of make your points, take your stand? What are some indicators that, that you see, you know, either yourself or other folks that you've worked with that have reached that point? So for me, I have three core values. Now, I have many, many values. I have a lot of yeah. things that I value. But there are three words that really represent the way that I need to be in order for me to be in joy, in enthusiasm, in my power, in my freedom. And the three words are creativity. If I'm mm -hmm. not being creative and you see me online, you see me everywhere, I'm always trying to be creative. It's like something that gives me ear oxygen. The other thing that I have is curiosity. I'm always asking questions. I'm always like curious. I want to know. You probably receive direct messages from me with questions and emails with questions. And I'm always like trying to learn new things and reverse engineer. This is why we reverse engineered LinkedIn. This is why we reverse engineered Google. This is why I, I'm so into personal development because I'm so curious. I'm so curious about you. I'm so curious about people. I'm so curious about the world. So I have this thirst of curiosity. I'm always asking questions to the point where some people get super annoyed from all my questions. And then the next one is levity. I love making light of things. I love having fun. I love raising the bar, but doing it in a way where it's just a good time. I love having, I love stand-up comedy. I love improv. These are the stuffs that really make me feel alive. So if you want to be alive, you have to discover your values because how do you know that you discovered your values and you're living them? When you associate language to ways of being, and then when you are those ways, you actually feel in flow. You feel in the moment. You feel connected. Yeah. You feel centered. Those are your values. Yeah. 
No, that's great. And I, and I think it's it does take a while, but I have certainly found like once I figured some of those things out, like so many things became easy, like creating content, figuring what to talk about, taking an angle, like having a conversation about just about anything became so much easier because I had these kind of touchstones that I could keep coming back to, to kind of frame what I was going to say, how I was going to say it, like what my approach was to a certain subject. And I think that it, there's a huge power in that once you figure those things out. In our course, we did a class called Brand Words, and we teach our students how to develop their list of words that are related to their personal brand. Mm. And I came up with 100 brand words for myself. But we tell our students, come up with 10, 15, 20, you don't have to go crazy. And then we teach our students a process of figuring out what the quote is for that brand. What is the top question? What is an article title? And we take them through a whole process. By the end of that, they have a piece of content that can create unlimited bits of content, unlimited videos and articles and infographics and like they're like wow this is incredible and it's all it could be all around your your personal brand it could all be all around your company and it's very very powerful exercise that we take our students through in our course yeah and so so once you have this sort of framework these foundations kind of the strategy how do you approach platforms like linkedin in terms of you know creating the content scheduling the content i mean what's the path to actually getting some of this some of this work out there onto these platforms and circulated well whenever you want to be successful with any marketing you need to realize there are three components to being successful step number 1 is having a strategy step number 2 is making sure that you have the build-out assets that you need in order for you to create automation. And the third step is making sure that you're taking the right actions every single day. And in the first step, strategy, we teach our students three major milestones, three major steps, and we have three frameworks that we work people through, which is what are your goals? What is your plan? What is your niche? Like the people that you need to do business with, the people that you need to connect with, the people that that are in the position to refer business to you. And then what is the messaging? What is a promise? What is a guarantee that you're going to give those people that will get them to be compelled to want to work with you? So once you have your, your foundation, your strategy, as we call it, then you can move over to create assets. A lot of people start creating assets, start creating content, but they're not doing yeah. it based on based on their business goals, marketing goals, LinkedIn goals. They're not doing it based on a niche. They're not doing it based on a promise messaging. So if you're not doing that, then you're basically just doing random acts of networking, random acts of marketing. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So the second step is building out your assets, and that means getting your content in order. It means getting all your stories out of your system. I know in Forum, when we join Entrepreneurs Organizations Forum, which is a mastermind group for those that don't know what it is, mm-hmm. one of the things that we do is we tell each other our stories, kind of like our timeline. So we have a very similar exercise that we do to pull all the stories out of your head, get all the questions that people ask you, all the questions they should be asking you, all into a framework. And now you have a tremendous amount of content that's all based on your strategy. We also teach you how to create a right presence. Most people have under-optimized profiles. They don't have all-star profiles. We make sure that we give you our checklist and we work through that. And then as part of automation is making sure you're using the right dashboards, the right content calendars, asset libraries, connections dashboards, activity dashboards, because if you're not going to measure it and schedule it, it's not going to work. So you have to understand how to properly set yourself up for success by having the right content, the right presence, and the right automation. Once you have your assets in order, you have the right technologies, the right dashboards in order, now you can start taking actions and the three major actions in terms of results is number one is you want more more presence you want people to notice you you want more exposure 
The second thing you want is more credibility, especially as a service-based business. You want more people to trust you. And then the third part is you want to get people on the phone. You want meetings, right? Ultimately, at the end of the day, if you're not getting meetings, then all this that you're doing is really not worth it unless you're having conversations. And so what I once you have your strategy in order and then you have your assets in order, now it's time for you to take these actions. And there are very specific actions that will get you exposure on LinkedIn. There are very specific actions that will help you build trust on LinkedIn, and there are very specific actions that will help you develop conversations over the phone or through Zoom or even in person using LinkedIn. And if you know how to do these things strategically, Tony Robbins says that the right strategy will save you a decade. And most people overestimate what they can do in one year, but they underestimate what they can do in a decade. If you have the right strategy, you're going to save a decade. You're going to waste less time, get more done, and create a better business for yourself and for the future. Yeah. Let's talk about the content side of it, because I, I, I always find that um, you know different people are kind of natural or, or more comfortable with different kind of types of content, you know, whether it's a written word, whether it's video, you know, whether it's, you know, podcasting, interviews, things like this. I mean, what's your sense of how do people leverage kind of natural talents or comfort levels versus how much do you really need to kind of leverage all the different kind of content channels that you have available for a platform like LinkedIn? There are six different types of pieces of content, types of content. Most people are just sharing information, but there are really six different types of content that you can be sharing. And you can share it in any format. You can share it as an image. You could share it as text. You can share mm-hmm. it as a document. You could share it as a video. There's lots of different ways to be sharing information on LinkedIn. And the key is not necessarily how you share it, the key is going to be what you share. Because you can share the same thing in four different formats, the same message in four different formats, and you'll hit different audiences. So some people like watching videos. I know people who don't watch any videos at all. I know people who love images. If it's just text only, they skip it. And there are people that if there's an image there, they're not really going to focus on it. They're looking for the paragraphs of text that they can read because that's how they are. So if you want to try to get a diverse group of people You want to mix up the different types of stuff that you're putting out there, but you also want to realize that it's more about the message that you're putting out there than it is the way that you're putting your message out there. And so test out to see what works for you. You can start by recording yourself and then from there, you can convert that into many different formats. Yeah. And, and what needs to be in those messages? Is there a, a formula, a structure that makes a good message when you're communicating out on these platforms? Yeah, well, human beings love stories. So making sure that you are telling, you're not just giving people facts, but you're telling people stories and you're connecting with people, making sure that you have the right structure to your post, making sure that you're not doing things that the algorithm will ban you for. The, I see a lot of people posting in ways that totally just they they get no views. So if you're suffering from views, if I look at your content and I see that you have, let's say, three views and zero likes and zero comments on your on your piece of content, you're obviously doing something wrong and you need training to educate you on on how to do this the right way. There's the right way to do it and the wrong way to do it. Just like, you know, I remember when I was building websites for people, um, I would build a website for somebody, but I wouldn't include any text on the website. It would just be a one big image. And Google would come to the website and they're like, oh yeah, nice photo. We don't know of what. We don't know what it says here. (laughs) So you're not going to rank for anything. And then they wondered why they weren't getting any traffic. So I had to to learn how to do search engine optimization, how to do cascading style sheets, and be able to make sure that I'm not doing things that are 
against the algorithm. I go to people's websites and sometimes they're the spider, the Google spider is being blocked and Google yeah. can't even access the website even if it wanted to. Same thing on LinkedIn. There are things that people do that are totally negating their ability to get exposure. And so that's another thing. So, and, and then the other thing is that people besides that are just not taking the right actions. If I ask most people, what do you do when you go on LinkedIn? They're like, we consume on the feed. Well, you can either be a consumer or you can be a creator. And so learning how to create, there are three things that we teach our students to do, which is posting the right way, engaging the right way, and messaging the right way. So learning how to be posting, engaging, and messaging is key, and doing it the right way will allow you to be able to get results in just 15 minutes a day. And that's kind of like our concept is we teach you to be proactive in just 15 minutes a day. Taking the right actions in the right way will help you get much further, much faster. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it does. When you say doing things against the algorithm, give us a little more detail on what that means and well, an example. Look at a lot of people, they're, they're sharing a post instead of posting. They're taking a post, clicking the share button. They're like, what do you mean? I, I posted it on my company page, but that, by the way, has zero followers on it or three <laughs> followers. And then they shared it to their personal page. I see this, especially with CEOs, they're constantly doing this. And as a result of them doing that, they're just not getting any traction. In your case, the mistake that you're doing, Bruce, is that you're sharing links inside the post. Now, sometimes links work if you get a lot of engagement, but if you just share a link inside a post and you do the same exact post without yeah. the link, the post without the link is going to get 10 times more exposure. So and, and why that's just because they don't want you to leave the site or what's yeah, the they thinking? don't want you to leave the site the crazy thing is that even if you put a link to an internal article on linkedin oh, it still happens it still still kind of like blocks it so my recommendation is to put the link inside the comments and let yeah. people know go to the comments or tell people leave a comment and i'll dm you the link that's what I love doing that. Oh, um, I, did that Ooh, on, I like that. Yeah, I did that on a recent post, and I'll send you the post that I recently did. Oh, send it to me. Because yeah. we created a marketing funnel educational piece, the five keys to automate your B2B marketing. And I told people, leave a comment that says, send me the, your marketing funnel on how to create a marketing funnel. So I created a marketing funnel on how to create a marketing funnel. So it's a 20-minute presentation <laughs> where you put in your name, your email, and you go watch a 20-minute video. And after that, you could book a strategy call with me. Yeah. Um, so I'll send you that to kind of review it, look at it, and give me feedback. But I okay. have many people on LinkedIn that are going to be giving me feedback because I literally wrote that. And so they all left a comment, and a comment creates more credibility. And so I have so many comments from people telling me they want to see my marketing piece. That's I mean, and this is the kind of the stuff that I love, which is you know because you know the platform and you know kind of underlying how it works, you, you can advise people on how to uh, little tweaks. I mean, it actually probably takes less time <laughs> to do some of these things than it does otherwise. But actually, it becomes much more effective when we because at the end of the day, what we're what are we trying to do? We're trying to build you know connections. We're trying to create engagement. We're trying to build start conversations that will allow us to move through the funnel. Yeah, we had a consultant that was doing stuff on LinkedIn, right? They were posting stuff on LinkedIn. They were just doing it like once a week and they were very discouraged. And so they stopped posting. And I said, why do you stop posting? Because like, because my posts only get like 100 views and nobody's liking or commenting or maybe once in a while I'll get a like or a comment. Yeah. So I, you know, they took our course and after that, every single post that they post gets 1,000 views and they get dozens of likes and comments just as yeah. a result of doing things differently. They're not spending any more time they were spending before. They're just doing it more strategically. So yeah. if you're listening to this, I want you to be a little more strategic and if you want to hop on the phone so I can look at your LinkedIn stuff and just give you some 
feedback, I'm happy to do that with anyone. Yeah, no, that's great. So, so tell us more more about the course. How do like what do you teach them? How does it how is it structured? Who is it designed for? Yeah, so it's designed for coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, people that need to get referrals to grow their business. And essentially, we walk you through nine modules. The first three are about strategy. The next three are about building assets and creating automation. And the last three are about the right actions to take. We also include coaching a few times a month in a group setting. And you get lifetime access to everything for one low fee. And we're making this very, very accessible to people who want to be able to access this information and everything is changing constantly, so we keep updating the course, yeah. added a whole module on stories. We have continuing LinkedIn education, teaching you how to get verified email addresses that are business emails. Right now, if I go to your profile, it's going to show me your Gmail, but if I use a plugin that we teach our students how to use, you actually get the person's business email, and it actually verifies that it works. Nice. Um, so we have all these little plugins. We have templates that we give you. We have 365 direct messages that we hand over to you, teaching you exactly how to use them and when to use them so you always have something to say to people in direct message in a non-salesy way. We even give you the list of the 5,000 fastest growing companies in America in a spreadsheet prepared with a link to everybody's LinkedIn so you can easily connect with all the CEOs of the fastest growing companies in America, which by the way, that list would cost more than the price of the course. So there's so much value that we provide to people in the course. Yeah, no, that's great. And if people want to find out more about the course, more about what you do, what's the best way to get that information? Um, just go to joelinkedin.com, J-O-E, linkedin.com. So it's easy to spell and easy to find. And in my about section, I actually have everything listed there. I have information about our course. I have information about Ajax Union, how we can set up your strategy for you. We actually build LinkedIn strategies for people. So just go to my summary. And by the way, quick tip for everyone, if you no. Your summaries can be up to 2,000 words, but most people don't put any call to action in their summary, in their about section on LinkedIn. So you have your photo, your name, your headline. Those are the three most important things that people see all the time. But after that, when somebody visits your profile, there's an about section where you can add 2,000 characters. I have everything from what I speak on as a professional public speaker. I have had to access my podcast. I even write the last time I updated my about section. I put the date and time that I did it there. So oh, nice. I held myself accountable. Yeah, timestamp. Yeah, and I, put, uh, I even put an email address to my assistant if somebody wants to set up a call with me and to my Calendly. So it's very, very powerful. That's perfect. Joe, this has been a pleasure. A lot of great nuggets. I'm going to go check this out as soon as we finish <laughs> this recording. So I'm sure you know a lot of people listening to this can, can get some value. I encourage everyone to go check it out. I'll make sure all the links and everything are on the show notes. So thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you on LinkedIn. Boom. (laughs) I love it. Cool. All right. That was great. You've been listening to Scaling Up Services with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at scalingupservices.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at scalingupservices.com slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.